Now over a year, Joe abandoning Americans behind enemy lines in the Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan and simultaneously abandoning energy independence, which means he is sucking up to hostile regimes like Russia. What, 684 million barrels of oil imported from Russia last year, making Vladimir rich on top of approving the the Nord Stream 2 uh, pipeline simultaneously canceling our own Keystone XL pipeline, which would have resulted by now we'd be importing 900,000 barrels of Canadian oil every day. But Joe stopped that project right in its tracks, uh, which is insane. And he continues to get rejected by Saudi Arabia and OPEC nations, begging them. Now he's close to a deal with the Iranian mullahs. We're going to make Iran rich again. The Saudis reporting Income levels that they have not seen in a long, long time. They're getting rich as hell. Putin is making a a billion dollars a day off of selling energy so it can fund his war against a sovereign country, Ukraine. Now we're even opening the door with an emissary to Venezuela. I mean, let's let's go to every country that hates us instead of producing all of our energy here domestically. It is it is the single dumbest thing this country has ever done. Add to that this this pending Iranian deal, which looks like it's going to happen. I hate to tell you, if you think the first Iranian deal was bad, where do we get the details of this deal? And of course, they won't go through the process constitutionally of having a treaty ratified because that would never happen. I don't even think the Democrats would vote for that. Um, anyway, I know a lot of you uh, focused on Liz Cheney. I, I have very little to say about it. Liz Cheney lost by 37.4 points to be exact. Liz Cheney has, you know, it, it, what's amazing to me or puzzling to me is somebody that knew Dick Cheney, knew Liz Cheney, had a good relationship with, with both of them over the years and their families. Um, what's, I think, the most amazing thing in all of this is, and I've seen this happen before, is when people just become so singularly focused on one thing that all common sense is abandoned in the process. Now, I don't know, for whatever reason, after losing by 37.4 points, I don't know, maybe she thinks there's support for her to run for president. I'm not sure how exactly that math adds up. But, you know, the people in Wyoming are salt of the earth, great Americans, the people that work hard, play by the rules, pay their taxes, raise their kids, and they want to live free, independent lives, which is how most Americans in middle America are. They want less ta- lower taxes, less bureaucracy. They see common sense in being energy independent. And I would take it a step further, be energy dominant. After we supply all our needs, we ought to be producing enough energy for all of our Western European allies. And instead of the Saudis and the Russians and Iranians and Venezuelans getting rich off their energy resources, we'd be getting rich off ours. And we wouldn't have to be begging them for anything. And it would be good for our foreign policy. And it would be good for creating high-paying career jobs for Americans. And it would have the added benefit of really reducing inflation. That would be the real Inflation Reduction Act, not the phony one that is only going to increase inflation in the country. Anyway, the the, the Democratic Party is never going to nominate Dick Cheney's daughter for president. The only thing I could see her doing is running on a third-party platform, you know, partnering with the Lincoln Project and every other never-Trumper group out there, If Donald Trump is on the ticket or frankly, everybody needs to understand something. It doesn't matter which Republicans on the ticket. Any Republican that runs for president is going to be called a racist, sexist, homophobe, xenophobe, 
Islamophobe, transphobe uh, that wants dirty air and water and wants old people to die. I mean, that, that's, that's the playbook that they always use. So, and on top of whatever Russia lies, they might bring up as October surprises, which seems to have happened now in the previous two presidential elections. But anyway, New York Post is pointing, defeated Wyoming Representative Liz Cheney confirmed that she is thinking about running for the White House to keep her nemesis, former President Donald Trump, out of office. Well, at some point, like, for example, in, in television and radio, at times you there are research projects. And I've read a lot of research, which is feedback from audiences that watch your show or listen to your show. And what I've discovered is, you know, if somebody just doesn't like my politics and therefore doesn't like the show, that that's one thing. I can't I can't change who I am. I'm, I've got to be authentic and true and sincere and honest with this audience about who I am and where I'm coming from. I'm a member of the press. We do straight news. We do investigative reporting. The media mob will never do. We do opinion. We're upfront about it. I'm a conservative. I'm a proud conservative because conservatism works. Uh, we do culture. We do sports. We do it all. We're like an entire newspaper, but we're members of the press. And usually, but then you might see something, a pattern emerge, uh, people making the same comments, having the same criticism about something that either I'm doing or saying on the air and you got to take note of some of that. And what I have learned in my career is when I listen to the audience, if they see something or hear something that they don't like, and I make an adjustment because I trust their, their objectivity more than my own instincts, um, it usually ends up helping me. And when, 30, when you lose by 37.4 points and you then say, well, I, I won by 73 points last time, I could have done it again, but I would have been selling my soul you know, it's she's literally trashing the very people that put her in office for the purpose of her serving them. Because if you're if you're running for office, you're supposed to be a public servant. You serve your constituents, not yourself. And that often happens to congressmen, senators, governors, people in politics. You know, they love their new title. They love, they, they feel like they're it. It's not about them. It should be about them serving others. You know, what's the whole biblical example of Jesus? He, he sacrificed, died, was buried, rose again to serve all of humanity. He didn't have to go through it. He chose to go through it because it was what his father wanted him to do. The service of other people should be a higher calling for people. You know, for a lot of politicians, they're all serving themselves. So, you know, if, they, if that's what she wants. Now, with all of that said, I want to I give you a warning. We're less than 90 days now out of this midterm election. And things will start heating up right after the Labor Day holiday. And the admonition is this. I, I, I think Republicans in the House are going to do pretty well. Um, but I don't. I don't want to give out a false impression. I don't want people to feel so overly confident that they think this thing is in the bag because it's not. It's not even close to. And what I'm what I'm what I'm talking about specifically here is, you know, Republicans need to get their act together. Now, I do know in the House because I've interviewed Kevin McCarthy enough times that they're going to put their promises, their agenda on paper. It's not going to be a contract with America. Promises, commitments to America, I think is what they're going to call it. And the thing I like about that is once you make a promise and you sign your name to it, then you're obligated to do it. 
It's it's it was the genius that brought Republicans out of the political wilderness for 40 years and back into power when Newt Gingrich did it in 1994. I was there the night he became speaker. I was emceeing his event. It can be done again. And the, the agenda is not really that complicated on the economy. You want to lower taxes. I mean, I, I've never seen a party raise taxes, lie about raising taxes you know, 90 days out of an election. But that's what the Democrats just allowed to have happen in the House, the Senate, and Joe Biden signing this bill before he heads off to another beach for vacation. This guy is maybe better off with him on vacation, you know, for the rest of his term. But Americans pretty simply want this. They want a strong economy. They want to reduce inflation. They want to reduce the high cost of energy. So for Republicans, they want it simple. They want lower taxes, less bureaucracy. They want to lower inflation. They want energy independence. They want secure borders. Simple. They want to be safe and secure in their towns, in their cities, wherever they live. So they want law and order. And they want parental rights back in school. And they want schools to focus on the basics of reading, writing, math, science, history, and computers. And all this other woke nonsense needs to go away. And parents ought to be in charge of their kids' education and not be investigated as domestic terrorists. Now, the reason that I am somewhat alarmed, and and I don't like the fact that so many people seem overconfident, the House is going to be easier. Mitch McConnell has been resistant to this idea of, of putting, nationalizing the elections like Kevin McCarthy is going to do for every House candidate. And doing that with the Senate, but he better start thinking about a way to do it because this needs to get done. And they need to commit as well that if they're put in power, they will put these policies in place. And then if we can get a Republican president, they will become law. And then we can start the process of undoing the damage that has been done to this great country in 18 months. We can secure our borders, return to energy dominance and energy independence. Uh, We can get control of of all the crime, murder, and mayhem in our cities and towns. Uh, We can get our educational system out of the hands of this unholy alliance with Democrats and teachers unions and get the economy up to where it is. Now, a few obstacles have come up. You know, one thing that has happened, well, the price of, of gasoline has come down a little bit, Hannity, so you don't have that narrative. I'm like, we're still paying over $2 more a gallon than when Joe Biden became president. And I never saw a president kissing the ass of more hostile regimes than this president, because that's the lifeblood of the world's economy. And he's not making a single move towards energy independence. So give me a break. But, you know, and then Democrats, I think, have done a fairly good job of of demagoguing and lying about the, the Dobbs ruling at the Supreme Court where abortion regulations go back to the states. So they're trying to scare people on that issue. They've artificially, you know, now increased the supply of oil because they're tapping into the strategic petroleum reserves. I assume that'll continue pretty much up until Election Day to artificially reduce prices. But we're we're compromising national security in the process of doing that. Also, people are driving less because they can't afford it. You know, I think that that some people are actually buying into this lie, this inflation reduction legislation. They're lying when they say, well, uh, you know, you're not going to be taxed if you make uh, under $400,000 a year. Well, they're taxing oil and they're ta- every barrel of oil that we buy. They're taxing 
uh, natural gas and they're taxing coal. Who do you think is going to pay for all of that? All of us will. So they really are hitting the poor, the middle class and people on fixed income. Again, they're hitting them harder for more money. And then on top of it, add the 48,000, I'm sorry, the 87,000 IRS agents. Did you know the IRS has an arsenal? Grover Norquist had a good, um, good point on this. Did you know, because they had this, this job opening, are you willing to use deadly force, an IRS agent? And anyway, he did some research on it. The IRS arsenal, they have 4,600 guns. They have 3,282 pistols, 621 shotguns, 539 rifles, 15 fully automatic weapons, four revolvers. Um, since when did being an IRS agent become a police force? I mean, that's a little scary. But one thing I will tell you is the Syracuse University study points out if you make $25,000 a year or less, you're five times more likely to get audited. So just like they wouldn't tax people that make under 400000 a year, that turned out to be a lie. Keep your doctor plan, save money. That turned out to be a lie. Not auditing people that make under $400,000 will be a lie also. Mark my words. The problem is most people won't be able to afford the accountants and the lawyers that you will need, and I speak from firsthand experience, to deal with a very aggressive IRS like this. And meanwhile, we're taking in record amounts of income uh, to the federal government more than we've ever taken in, but they're just spending that much more.